What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Dr. Nina. And today on Now That's Life, we're going to discuss why it's okay to not be okay all the time, especially at a time when our mental health is being tested. There's also this quarantine going on and some massive isolation. And there's much happening with this whole COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak stuff. And right now, it's so tough and many of us already had difficulties before all of this happened. I want to make sure that we talk about isolation our mental health, anxiety, depression, and worries, and why it's okay to not be okay, especially right now. I'm your host, Dr. Nina Ellis-Hervey. I'm a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana. I'm a licensed specialist in school psychology, a nationally certified school psychologist, an associate and tenured professor, and a certified professional life coach. And this is the Now That's Life podcast. Now, while I want this podcast to be a helpful and also a great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. I want to say that I'm so thankful for all of you guys that are always and continuously staying connected with me on all of my social media platforms. It is so, so helpful to hear from you all with the different types of content you want to see and be exposed to and the topics that you would like to hear from me, not only here on this podcast, but also on YouTube where we're approaching a million followers. Y'all, we are almost at 975,000. Wow. And I want to thank you guys for answering polls and talking back to me because it's important that I give you guys so much as you give me so much. And I'm so excited for the mentorship membership that's coming up. I can't wait to see you all in the house experiencing that and seeing what that membership is all about. And again, thank you so much. Continue to send the DMs, continue to send the love, continue to comment under the post and answer the polls because I'm listening. Now let's go ahead and get into today's show. Now, first, I want you all to know that there are times in our lives that we're going to feel alone. We're going to feel afraid, nervous, and even uneasy. And it's okay to be in that space and appreciate it for what it is. And what I mean by appreciating it is, is not just wallowing in it or staying in it, but realizing that it is a temporary time that could be teaching us something and preparing us for the next steps and the next, you know, level in our lives. And as positive as I am, okay, I do recognize that life comes with challenges. I have experienced many in my life and let myself be in my feelings during those times. I cry when I need to. Yes, y'all, I'm going to say it again. I ain't no superwoman. I cry when I need to. I'm angry when it calls for it. I'm sad when I need to be. Glad and happy when needed as well. Those are all essential emotions. Don't be moved away from your emotions too quickly because people call you emotional or too sensitive, especially in times of crisis and trauma. You have feelings for a reason, and those may show up even more now than ever before because many of us are being tested in many different ways. And even if things are not causing you direct pain, even seeing others having issues and difficulties can be very hard for us. So sweeping appropriate feelings under the rug can heighten feelings of anxiety and even depression, and it won't lead to long-term healthy habits. 
That's why a lot of us seek other ways to soothe ourselves and we don't understand where that comes from. And a lot of times it's because we're not allowing ourselves to experience emotions at their rawest. Also, not acknowledging feelings can come out as anger or even mood swings. So over on YouTube, I asked you all some questions to get a clearer picture of your thoughts at this time. And you all outpoured. It was more than 4,000 responses to a post that read, Late night posts, which y'all know I'm always late with these things. I'm preparing to record a podcast entitled It's Okay to Be Sad. In these times, many of us don't feel we can show sadness and may fear it makes us seem weak. Even if you are not directly very challenged by the changes happening, what makes you the most sad or bothered about what is happening right now? And I also ask you all to feel free to explain in the comments. So about 42% of you guys said the deaths plus increased cases of COVID-19 as number one. The next one up was with 18%, the lack of protection of those on the front lines. The next one up was was 17%, the increased loss of jobs. Another 17% said not seeing friends and family when I want. And the last, which was others saying that you will explain down below was about 3%. And there was so many comments and I'm going to read a few of those. So Tata May's diary, I think I'm saying that correctly, said, I'm scared because we experienced medical racism during the best of times. Black folks always have so much extra to worry about and no one else ever cares because they more often than not benefit. Wow. The next one was by Diamond and Song. The fear that has paralyzed the people, that's even worse than the disease. Totally can relate to that. The next thing was by Janika Allen, the next comment. And it says, it bothers me so much that these people have to die alone. So true. And I think that that's a part that's really gotten to me as well. Melanin Wonderlust says, seeing how unprepared we are, along with the fact that we seem to be the only country who thinks they are invincible. It's sad to see just how many people live check to check and are not paid a livable wage. Yet those are the same workers who are now needed so desperately. Seeing the hoarding, lack of concern, and how our government is handling things makes me sad. Not that we didn't know these things before, but it's just heart-wrenching now. The next one was by Kylie Catherine. All of the above, in addition to the impact it will have on us as a society, how will socializing change? Will we still have restaurants, amusement parks, concerts, festivals, and other public events? I'm concerned about the way this social distancing is going to impact our human nature. Agreed. I mean, too long with this, it becomes almost a habit, right? Then we have Gabrielle Pollard, who says, really concerned for college students, current grad student, and homeless individuals. The next one is by DeWanda Goodwin who says, my biggest concern is witnessing firsthand what this virus has done at my hospital and then going home to my community and seeing how people are not taking this seriously. Way too many people are worried about kicking it with their friends and family than prevention. We've heard all the possible conspiracy theories circulating around, some that even sound valid, but at the end of the day, it 
doesn't make a difference when you or someone you love is fighting for their life alone. Hearing that a large segment of Black communities is dying from this virus does not surprise me, unfortunately. So many of us always seem to be the last ones to catch on unless it has to do with hair, shoes, or latest episode of some dumb reality TV show. Wake up, people. Wow. Now, I threw that one in the mix because that was hardcore rhetoric. Thank you for that. Loving the Natural Me says... I'm sad because now that we are quarantined, those that are suffering from abuse, domestic, violent, violence or sexual abuse are not safe, if that makes sense. Yes, it makes sense. And the next one is by La Renee, who says, I'm just sad and angry because I feel like the virus was created on purpose with the purpose to kill as many people as possible. I'm praying for the whole world. And then Danique Finnegan says, not knowing if this is all orchestrated or not. Also, how people will react to the election results in the future. Chose these comments because they spanned everything, right? So we have the conspiracy theories. We have the people working on the front line that are seeing it firsthand. We're seeing how others see it in their community. And I should mention, not all the commenters were African-American, but there was a grand acknowledgement, whether African-American or not, that it is really going to impact multicultural communities. And a lot of people did point out African-American communities specifically. I think also we had comments that spanned some of the religious views and how, you know, this could be the evil cause of the end of the world. And first, Furthermore, I see people who are just afraid for those that are their fellow man. And if we're ever going to have the chance to be quote unquote normal as a society once again. So according to Marissa Donnelly, who is an author, poet and editor, she literally says, listen, you don't have to be so damn strong all the time. You don't have to show the world this perfect image of yourself, an image that never falters, never fails, never makes a mistake or encounters weakness. And I have to second that because I think a lot of times, even outside of this situation, we're quickly told to get over the negative feelings that we're experiencing. And I want you all to know that a lot of times it's because it doesn't benefit other people or they may be thinking only about themselves. So we have to be careful to not express our feelings, to not feel that we have to be put in a box. We have to be careful about not allowing ourselves the space and especially with the right people. And by us all being in the house with people that maybe we're not used to being around all the time, that can make the situation even more hard. But I want to make sure that I say I second that thought of Marissa Donnelly because we cannot just live in a world where we don't express even the negative emotions that are going on with us, especially during traumatic experiences. But while we're going through the motions and we have these emotions, which y'all know I'm always saying is important to express and it's important for us to acknowledge. We have to always remember too that sadness and depression are two different things and betterhealth.com did a really great job at separating the two. So I'm going to explain to you what sadness and 
versus uh, depression is and making sure that you understand the difference in the two and how us not really expressing sadness or difficulties is not something that we need to suppress all the time. It's something that we need to look at and be clear about because it could be the difference in literally life or death or in us being healthy in our lives and expressing our emotions, especially in times of trauma and difficulty. So first off is sadness. And sadness is a part of life's regular ups and downs. It's going to happen. We can expect it, but it's not a constant. It's a common reaction to an upset or setback, and it's usually not a cause for worry. It's interrupted by times of laughter and also contentment. And it's an emotion that can involve negative thoughts, but does not usually involve suicidal thoughts. And that's something we have to be very clear about. And the next thing is depression here. And it's a longer term feeling, more than two weeks of severe sadness and other symptoms. And the symptoms include sleeplessness, low energy, concentration problems, pessimism, loss of hope, suicidal thoughts, and appetite issues. Maybe not all of those things, but some of them at least, and has complicated causes which can involve genetic or biological components. Maybe the person has experienced a trauma or psychological stress. It can also lead to significant weight change or sleep disruption as well. And it's a mentally painful situation and it can also be life altering. The other thing is I've linked in the show notes by Beyond Blue, a checklist for working out whether you have depression, because there are things between the two. There are things between the two that are similar. But what you notice with depression is it's something that kind of sticks around. It's it's not something that's temporary. And even in this situation and in the difficulties we're experiencing, we'll still have bouts of happiness. We'll still have time where we feel connected. We'll still have the desire to do things things that we loved. And when we're depressed, those things often change or go away. And we have to be very careful to be clear on that. So I wanted to include that just in case you're questioning that. And especially if you're looking to seek the help of a licensed mental health professional. So what is super important for us to remember is that none of us are perfect. And a part of being human is allowing that to be okay. In this situation, it's okay. It's okay if you're not feeling your best. It's okay if you're not always up. It's okay if you're not always happy. And we should be allowing anyone or the world or society to convince us otherwise. And I know sometimes our leadership seems to be a little bit out of whack with that and out of tune with that and how we should be feeling and, and so empowered and so great in this situation. But we need to acknowledge the seriousness of it and how it could directly impact all of us. And it does directly impact all of us. And we do need to unpack a lot of the feelings that we are having due to that, whether it's changed your work life, whether it's changed your home life, whether it's changed the things that you normally do, which all of us fit in some of those categories or all of them. And it's okay to feel out of sorts in those situations. It's also important that we stop thinking that we have to always be the sturdy one, the put together one, the person without any pain or issues or moments of fragility. It's okay for us to not be strong all the time. And somehow we've gotten in our heads that that's the only way to be. But I want to make sure that I'm clear in saying if you're always strong, 
Who will you ever learn to lean on? And then when those times come, how will you ever do it effectively? And in this situation, even if you don't feel like you have direct people to support you, how will you ever learn how to find support if you're not ever weak sometimes? The next thing is sometimes allowing that feeling and knowing you're not in control can keep you grounded and also could help to make it easier to roll with the punches. And what I'm saying there is it's not always the things that keep us together that literally keep us together. Sometimes allowing yourself to know what down feels like helps you to respect and also look forward to the ups. And one thing I love to tell people all the time is that it's important that we ground and center ourselves around all of life experiences. And I know that the world will often tell us that it's only the up times, it's only the positives that count. But I want to be one that tells you not only, not only by experience, but also by my knowledge and research base that a lot of the lower points shape our lives. A lot of those points are points that we remember forever. A lot of those points are things that help us to get through the next hard situation in life because there will always be other harder situations, whether it be something like this or something else, you'll always have something to pull from. Nothing will ever be super new to you. It might be a different situation. It might be a different day or time, different people. It might look a little different. But a lot of times we can pull from a lot of the same strengths we've had to build in the past due to negative situations occurring and how we came out of it. That's what builds our character. That's what builds our strength and our self-esteem. So I urge you to give yourself grace. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to be low and lean on people you trust. And it's okay to not be strong. And I want to keep saying that because I think more specifically, I say this for multicultural communities, but also specifically in my race of being a, a black woman and gender, of course, I also feel that a lot of times it's instilled in us to be strong. We must be strong. We must always stand with our chest held high, our head held high, all of that. But I'm here to tell you, it's not always possible. And in fact, it's not possible all the time. I'm going to be clear about that. And mainly because it's healthy for us to go through the ups and downs and also feel like we can do that, that it's okay. And it doesn't take you down a notch. It doesn't mean you ain't no boss. It doesn't mean you're not great. Doesn't mean that you're not a good leader just because you get weak sometimes. And that's something that we must think about and, and consider for ourselves. Give yourself grace. And it's more important to now lean on people that we can trust even virtually. Someone you can trust telling even your darkest thoughts without judgment. And I know in this situation, I've had to cry. I've had to talk to people that are important to me. And I've also in the same in the same realm, had to be able to listen to others. And I think if I hadn't allowed myself to really be able to experience those feelings and explore those thoughts and only try to stay positive, it would be very hard for me to listen to and take in the experiences of others, possibly offer some direction and also to be able to give them grace. It is important that we're here for each other at this time and realize that we're all going through this. All of us at a different level, maybe in a different way, and all of us are having difficulties in some way. And I think it's respect with that and talking about those experiences 
often keeps us strong. I want to remind you that also gaining even virtual access to a mental health care professional can help as they usually will not judge or try to change your feelings, but help you identify and work through them in the healthiest way that you can right now. So if you've been seeing a therapist before all of this happened, see if they offer some alternative options of meeting if it can be done virtually. If you've never had a mental health professional, it might be the time for you to look up people in your place or your area where you are that offer such services. There are many people out there that do, and there might be different ways that they do that. And so I've placed some links in the show notes of ways for you to find therapists and mental health professionals as well. Also remember that feeling sad does not mean that you are experiencing depression. And I say that because a lot of times I'm hearing the word depressed thrown around all the time. And one thing is depressed feelings. Another thing is depressed. And when you're sad, sadness can often mimic some of the things you might see as symptoms in depression. But I want you all to know that sad is okay. It's a great emotion to have and I'm not trying to glorify it, but we do have to experience it. But sadness does not equal depression. And so remember back to those things that I've expressed to you guys as depression. Also be clear as to why you are sad and don't be afraid to address those thoughts. Let yourself cry and be okay with it. And I don't care what nobody say, it is okay for you to cry. In fact, we find that there's a lot of strength in tears and sometimes being vulnerable, being open, and also just allowing yourself to feel is some of the ways that you experience being your strongest and getting back to where you're used to being. And so I urge you to try that. Y'all, I truly hope that you are enjoying the show. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we get back, we're going to discuss some ways that you can really help yourself deal with emotions and sadness at this time. And y'all, we are back and we are ready to get right into the ways that we can deal with these things. And it's good to acknowledge that you're feeling sad. Then look at ways to deal with your sadness. That's one of the things. Once you've acknowledged it, you've sat in it, you've cried, maybe you've even wallowed in it for a while. It's okay to start dealing with it and try some of these tips that are suggested by BetterHealth.com as well. And some of them I've intertwined myself as well. Some of the things that I usually suggest and some of the things that I've known to work. So the first thing is be honest with yourself and the people around you. Talk to someone who you can trust. Usually that helps you get things off your chest. If you're anxious, if you're sad, if you're feeling overly emotional, if you're feeling triggered, even right down to your dreams, because right now, right now, I think a lot of us are experiencing some very vivid dreams, whether it be out of stress, whether it be out of sadness, whatever it is, sometimes just getting it out and speaking to someone who can help really helps and and just someone who can listen and I don't want to say help because sometimes just listening not offering any advice or words can really help as well because we feel heard and while we're in that mode it's also great to seek help from a professional like a doctor a psychologist or other health professional you may need support you may need support outside of just someone listening or even offering common advice. So advice or a referral to a specialist might be your best idea. At this time, you might want to call your general practitioner, call your neighborhood offices that have therapists, and 
even though people are working from home, a lot of private practices are still taking calls. And so I urge you to try that as well. Like I said, I've linked some things down below for you to find some mental health professionals that could be good for you. Now, the next thing I know y'all going to be like, Dr. Nina, you bugging. But I want to be clear here. You want to think about whether your sleep and eating patterns are good for you, mainly because a lot of us have a little bit extra time. We have some time to just get up and roll into our jobs, literally, because if we're working from home, we're not having to take too much care and do too much that we were doing once before. And so we're sleeping differently. We're eating differently. And we know that those things are affecting us. And we know that the foods we eat, the amount of sleep we get, and the real rest we get can affect our emotions, our attitudes, our feelings, all of that. So check yourself. If what you were doing before was working in terms of your food intake, in terms of the types of food you were having, the type of sleep you were getting, you need to look back at that. Figure out what was working for you. And if that's never worked for you, now is the time to really have a little bit more time to get that in gear and take care of yourself and be the best you you can possibly be the next thing is help someone else so just improving someone else's life or being a part of a community can uplift your spirits believe it or not it's not always about you okay (laughs) I'm not saying that in a mean way I think it's easy for us to express the difficulties that we have with this situation but what about others and that's what I saw in so many of you all's answers it's it's so crazy and so great to hear and when I say crazy you know I mean it in the kindest of ways but it's one of the greatest things I've seen to see how many people are actually concerned about the welfare of others. Well, one thing that could help you feel better is doing the things you can do from your home while we're staying in and washing our hands, (laughs) the things you can do to really help others to give back to them because it can help you feel better about yourself and more accomplished, even if you feel like you can't offer much. See, the problem sometimes is that we don't feel like we're helping. We feel like even if our situation is okay, and it's subpar and it's okay and others are not that we have no way to help but that could be as small as donating uh, some finding a way to donate some clothes especially after this is all done or donating a little money here and there or finding a charity that you believe in that if you can afford giving back to or finding ways that you might comfort others calling a neighbor who's elderly that really doesn't have many people to check on them or contacting a friend that you haven't talked to in a while and listening to them talk about their thoughts all of those are things that might help to change your thought process and to help you also feel better and lift your spirits and find a creative way to express your sadness writing your thoughts in a diary for example can help you to find a new perspective sometimes just writing out how we're feeling helps us to hear it out loud if we read it out loud too I love to do that it helps us to hear our thought patterns it also helps us to correct things that are not factual right so sometimes during this time it's easy for us to be like woe is me this is my life this is going to be forever this is my issue and then we never think back to things we've overcome in the past whether they be historical or if they be just a part of our lives we sometimes have to correct that rhetoric and we have to correct our thinking process which can also help us to boost our mood as well the next thing is to keep yourself safe if you feel at risk of hurting yourself let someone know immediately. As always, down below, I have a link as well as a phone number. If you feel that you're going to harm yourself or if you've had thoughts of harming yourself, because even now we care, 
everyone cares. We care about the welfare of others and we want you safe and we want you safe and sound. The next thing is if a prescribed medication makes you feel down, let your doctor know. And talk to your doctor before taking any non-prescribed medications or complementary or alternative medicines. This is important as well because that can alter your mood, your feelings, your thought processes, and also how you feel about yourself and a perceived situation. So you want to be careful with that. The next thing is do things that you enjoy and that are good for you. And in that, find ways to make your life more pleasurable, like listening to music or going for a walk or reading a book or calling a friend. And these might seem like simple things, but when I think back to life before all of this happened, right, and life even during some of this, I've not had as much time to check in with the people that I've been able to check in with. It makes me feel so much better to just enjoy the simple pleasures in life that even though I was having a great time, I wasn't quite getting to. And now I'm able to listen to all these new CDs and go for a walk, long walks with my little dog, Bella. And I'm reading lots of things. Even if it's not books, I'm just educating myself on different things. I'm able to read articles, read up on certain things that I hadn't been able to catch before. I'm able to work on projects longer and I'm able to call friends I haven't talked to in a while. People that I want to hear from, people that I want to know about what's happening in their lives. That's happening as well. The next thing is to tackle one problem at a time. And it doesn't matter if you start with the biggest or the smallest problem. Just make a list and begin, right? So a lot of times we think we got to solve the earth's problem and learn what's at the earth's core and figure out what all issues we have and how we can better them quickly. And that's not what we have to do. If you have difficulties during this time, figure out ways to set goals to help make them better. If you think that your problems can't be solved before all of this lets up, I'm sad to say, but I'm happy to say that you're absolutely mistaken and and you may be wrong. You need to look at the resources that you have right now, the opportunities you have at your fingertips, thinking about who you can reach out to and what opportunities are out there so that you can help to solve and tackle problems that you have right in your lab that can be solved with some goal setting and some good planning. The next thing is have confidence that things will improve. You need to trust that your sad feelings will lessen with time and also your efforts. One of the biggest things that I've had to remember in life is that everything is not always going to be good. Everything does not always go as planned and everything is not going to be peaches and cream. It's not going to always be beautiful flowers and daffodils and lilies. Sometimes it just stinks. It's just garbage. It's trash. (laughs) And we have to acknowledge that just like we acknowledge the ups. And the reason being is because when you start to flood those out, they come back in some way that might not be healthy for you. So be very clear about what's going on in your life. Acknowledge it right now and it helps you to see past it too. If you don't acknowledge what's happening, you'll stay in it and somehow it will hold you back. And I urge you all to really just know that all of these things add to you becoming healthier, more sane, more stable and Also, it makes you feel like it's okay to not always be quote unquote strong.
Well, that is all, y'all. I want y'all to stay tuned for more and make sure that you subscribe to know when I post my next episode. Sign up for my free e-newsletter at drninaellisherby.com. And also, you'll receive my free eight-day supernatural video course when you sign up that comes to you day after day for eight days. And it's going to help you boost your life and think about your life where it is. It's going to offer you some worksheets, some ideas, some thought processes, and some things that you can be working on in order for you to feel your best and be your best. And one of the things is acknowledging failure, right? Fall and immediately learn and how that works. And in situations like these, it's important that we realize it's okay to not be perfect. So that will be the perfect accompaniment to your day-to-day, right? Take it as many times as you want once you take it as well you can also find me on youtube instagram facebook and twitter at beautiful brown baby doll or dr nina also i look forward to your comments write me over on hi at drninaellishervey.com let me know some of the topics you want to hear some of the things you want to know more about and i want to make sure that i say thank you thank you guys for being here thank you for you know coming week after week and listening in and offering your great stories and information. I love you. I really enjoy you. Thank you for joining the lives that I've been holding week after week and asking your questions. I enjoy your enlightenment. So once again, take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wash your hands good. Eat well. Eat as good as you possibly can. And meaning to, you know, don't just be junk eating out here. Also, make sure that you're staying home and that you're staying safe. Also, social distancing is important at this time. So, guys, again, thank you for being here. Much love. Dr. Nina signing out. Peace. Thank you.